Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Tech Sideline is presented by First Bank and Trust Company. They offer free checking with industry-leading mobile banking. Who you choose to bank with can make all the difference. Visit firstbank.com to learn more. Hello, Hokies fans, and welcome to this edition of the Tech Sideline Podcast. We've got a special guest on today's episode, the head coach of Virginia Tech men's basketball, Mike Young. We'll chat about the offseason and what the Hokies have in store for 2023-24. That's all coming up on episode 320 of the Tech Sideline Podcast, which starts right now. We record on Thursday, October 12th from Tech Sidelines High Tech Studios in the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center. Thank you to everyone listening, and we hope you share the podcast with a friend. I'm your host for today's episode, David Cunningham, Tech Sidelines Managing Editor. To my right on set is Tech Sidelines Lead Analyst and Columnist, Chris Coleman. Across the way is our special guest, Virginia Tech Men's Basketball Head Coach, Mike Young, who enters his fifth season with Hokies. Coach, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Your second time on with us. I'm not as nervous as I was the first time, David. I'm a lot more at ease. How uh, how the first few weeks of practice been? Good, good. Um, you know, number 38 for me, 22 as a head coach, uh, which is hard to believe. Year five at Virginia Tech, hard to believe. Uh, but um, our first, I think we're through 11. I think tomorrow's number 12 um, have been uh, have been good. Uh, good practice team. Good work habits. Our summer was uh, was very very good, and you know led us into uh, the start of uh, this season. I think we started September 25. Of course, we had the trip to Europe, which I'm sure we'll talk about here momentarily. But so far, so good. Yeah. How did that trip to Europe and getting the extra practice time in? Did that really kind of help you guys hit the ground running when you started your preseason? Chris, early in my career, and that's probably the fifth or sixth time in my career, once, twice as an assistant, and then four or five as a head coach. Um, the 10 practices that the NCAA allows, is that those are gold, all right? But the way the rules are structured now, uh, we can practice, you know, throughout the summer. So um, it's not that big of, uh, of an advantage. But uh, we did treat those 10 practices, uh, you know, much like, you know, we're in a regular season. We went, uh, you know, an hour and 45, 215. Um, and, and that's really why I do it. Now, the uh, educational uh, component, uh, the cultural uh, uh, experience, all of those things are quite significant. Um, you know, and in this day and age, when you're adding a couple, three freshmen, two or three uh, transfers, for us this year, Makai Long, Robbie Barron, uh, Tyler Nickel, to see those kids interact and uh, 
have that uh, time away from uh, Southwest Virginia, and their home is uh, is quite meaningful. You said that this is the deepest team yeah. you've, you've had here at Virginia Tech. H- have you seen that in practice so far? I have. I have. I've got. Um, I just I just left the office uh, and talking about that very thing. We scrimmage on Sunday against uh, Liberty. Of course, as we all know, those are uh, those are closed. Um, uh, you know, so people can't uh, can't see it. Uh, but uh, I need some things to to clear up for me um, at a couple of spots. Great competition, um, day in day out. An advantage here, an advantage there. Uh, I do like our depth. It is the most depth that uh, that we've had in our time together. Uh, you know, uh, excited about seeing how it all plays out as we move along. Was that a concerted effort to get a little more deep after the injury problems last year? Or is that just how it kind of worked out? Don't care to go through that again, Chris. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, we won a cluster of games there, as you recall, with three healthy backcourt players, uh, one point guard, Couture's on the shelf. Um, you know, that was uh, that was uncomfortable. Uh, I thought we were in great shape, but... Um, you know those uh, those things. That's a part of it, and um, you know we are we're, we're healthy. We're in much better shape uh, in that uh, in that regard. Um, you know, so uh, you know, thankful for all of that. In your years of coaching, is this kind of how deep you would like your teams to be? Like, is this kind of typically how deep they are, or, or a little deeper? I think uh, David um, maybe a little bit deeper. Um, I think right now I could comfortably, and I'm, I'm, I'm including the freshmen in there and those two kids, Jaden Young and, uh, Brandon Rexton are, are, uh, are doing very well and taking some strides. It's, it's interesting watching young people, uh, that, uh, might struggle a little bit early on until they have a better grasp, but these kids are flat, fast learners. Um, uh, they're in the gym. Uh, they want to get better. They're conscientious. They have a huge care factor. Um, so I'm including those two kids in. I can play, you know, I can play a number of guys. Um, and I've got some flexibility. I, I think I can, you know, move Robbie Barron to the five with Makai Long at the, uh, at the four. I think I can move Tyler Nickel to the four uh, as, a, as a natural small forward. Uh, so, you know, I, 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 it reminds me of my team in 2010 our first game, we went to Pittsburgh, should have won the game. Um, and I had a kid, uh, and I've shared this story with our team. I had a kid, Jamar Diggs, who transferred to, to us from a D2, Wayne State, Nebraska. He played seven minutes in that game. Um, three weeks later, we beat South Carolina at home. Jamar Diggs played 34 minutes, and from that point on, I didn't think I could take him off the floor. I think you're going to see something, I think, we're going to witness something like that. Somebody against Coppin State, South Carolina, Campbell, Wofford that plays this, and then toward the end of the year, you know, he, he's uh, he's he's on the floor all the time. You know, that remains to be seen. But I, I think this team and the pieces that make up this team have have those same types of capabilities. That that type of versatility, the positional versatility, can help you on a game by game basis, yes. depending on matchup. Yes, that's it. Uh, we spend an inordinate amount of time on that scout with that very thing, Chris, who can guard who and who can't guard who, Um, you know, so, you know, there would be a game or two last year when I didn't think Melijah Poteet could guard him. Uh, But we had, 
you know, we had uh, we had some flexibility with uh, Mutz. Mutz allowed us great flexibility. I've got that same flexibility with uh, with this team. Now, you know, questions that have to be answered. Are we going to rebound well enough with that lineup? Are we going to do this well enough with that lineup? Uh, again, those things remain to be seen. Do you feel like this is just kind of the way basketball as a whole is trending in terms of guys being able to play multiple positions? I feel like in the past, it was always kind of, this guy's a one, yeah. and that guy's a two, and that guy's a four. Now it seems like it's kind of who you can guard. Um, yeah, and so many people are playing smaller uh, in uh, in the front court with a a four man that's really a three. Not not that's not across the board, uh, but movers, guys that can move, and um, you know the same thing at the uh, at the five. Um, you know, so those uh, you know those guys that can guard. Multiple, uh, you know, you are who you can guard, and if you can guard multiple positions, good for you, and even better for uh, for the Hokies. And I, I think we've got that in abundance. I really do. You got more more length this year yeah, across the do. board. Uh, does that change the way you play? No, any? no, uh, not it. It just allows you to um, uh, to get to to critical spots on the floor defensively, you know, as well as offensively. Um, it's a pretty good moving team. Uh, getting better every uh, every day, um, but uh, I do think uh, our our increase in uh, in length will uh, will will aid us greatly, you know, in a number of areas. When you think back to last season, what stands out to you in your mind? Um, uh, I thought I had another NCAA tournament team. Um, I cherished my time with uh, Justin Mutz, who did. So many great things for us and helped us get to two NCAA tournaments. I thought we had another NCAA tournament team. Um, we'll never make uh, excuses. We didn't. Uh, we didn't get there. Um, uh, Basili was uh, was really good and a great person to uh, to coach. Um, I had a great time with that team, uh, but uh, you know, certainly felt like we left some things on the table. Tell us about Hunter Couture installing plays. Uh, so you're offensive coordinator now. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of the the uh, latitude. That's kind of the freedom that uh, that he's earned. Um, he wants to coach. Uh, he can't. He comes by the office a lot, all the time, uh, and uh, he drew something up. Uh, it was a wrinkle out of something that uh, that that we've run since he got here, and. Uh, you know, uh, it's a real sophisticated operation, fellas. I said, you know what, I really like it. You're going to put it in today, uh, and uh, and he and he uh, and he did. Um, he will go on, Chris, and he'll play for a uh, period of time. You know how long? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, he wants to uh, he wants to become a coach, and he'd be a really good coach. He's been around your program for so long. You guys have a great relationship. As, as a guy gets to year five, is there anything different about him? I, I guess he matures, but it's kind of like you know what you're going to get from him at this point, right? Very consistent. Yeah, and David, I, I mean, I think I, I've known what I was going to get out of him for quite some time now. Uh, just his his understanding. And this is, you know, this is, um, you know, uh, because of his tenure here, because of the player that he has uh, been, has become, uh, this is his team. Uh, and uh, his uh, leadership qualities have, uh, you know, he's super smart, really smart as a basketball player on and off the floor. Um, he's got to be, he's got to be more of a vocal person. Uh, he's got it. 
Uh, he's got to give that gift away now uh, to uh, these uh, these young guys, and he's done a he's done a really nice job with that to this point. Having more guard depth this year has to impact Sean Padula in a positive way. Probably had to play Gosh, too many minutes. I, yeah, last he did, year. Chris. I, I, <laughs> he should have sued me for um, for overuse. Uh, that was unfair, and I uh, I hurt him. I didn't have a choice, fellas. Yeah, I didn't have a choice, and uh, that's uh, that's that's uh, debilitating. I even felt handcuffed at times. Uh, I knew I had to get him off the floor. Um, you know. The year is so long, and there's so many ups and downs. I remember the Pittsburgh game when he had uh, terrible foul trouble. Uh, and you talked about rolling the dice. I rolled him, and I had no choice there. He had two first-half fouls. I got him to the half. Lo and behold, he picks up his fourth foul with 14 to play in the game. And, um, you know, we managed to hold on, and, you know, we we you know, we we – put a Band-Aid on it and got us over the hump. And Sean played the last six minutes, I believe, uh, to the end of the game without picking up his fifth. But uh, I have to, uh, for Sean, uh, for our team, we've got to be able to get him off the floor. And I do think that uh, Rodney Rice and uh, and, and Brandon Recksteiner offers a great deal. I, I think you need three. You need at least two and a half. I know that. And I went through uh, big stretches of last year with uh, with just him with Rodney down, and then Hunter, uh, who I considered the, the half, uh, you know, was very comfortable back there, um, you know, when he got, uh, he got hurt uh, at, uh, at Boston College. That, uh, that really put, put a damper on a lot of things. Uh, so I think we're in a lot better shape there. Certainly hopes to, that's how it plays out. I feel like one of the things when Sean's playing all those minutes is it hurts his defense a little bit. He's so yeah. gassed. Have you seen him in the offseason – grow on the defensive end you know coincidentally yesterday may have been his best day um he's terrific on the ball uh he uh too is uh, is a really a smart basketball player david uh he can struggle uh he can um he can uh, get lost away from the ball uh his awareness is uh is gotten better and better now he's seen a lot of plays now over you know two years played a lot as a freshman played <laughs> played too much last year, um, you know. So to um, uh, to see that uh, that addition, that emergence, that uh, improvement in his game has been uh, great for us. I've got to be able to put him on that point guard and know that that that's taken care of. Um, uh, MJ Collins is a lot better in that uh, regard as well. We'll talk more about that as we go along, I'm sure. Yeah, um, for sure. In fact, actually, we can talk about that right now. Uh, Let's. M- yeah, MJ Collins uh, had to play a ton of minutes, really showed his toughness, yeah. I thought, last year. How, yeah, what kind he of did, Chris. I mean, when I think about you know that guy uh, and what, um, what he battled through. Um, broken nose. I have broken nose against, I forget, um, Justin Mutz inadvertently, obviously, I think at Miami. He had something at Miami. He's yeah, got a face mask yeah. flying all over the place. He's got teeth flying everywhere. Um, his braces are down in his uh, gum line at, uh, at Miami. And um, he stuck a mouthpiece in his mouth and wanted to come back and play before seeing a uh, dentist. I didn't do that uh, uh, per request of our incredible athletic trainer, Hisham Ziyut. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, he was thrust into a position that he wasn't ready for. Very few freshmen are. Uh, I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a choice, but I knew every rep that he had 
every person that he guarded, you know, in league play was going to, you know, aid him as we moved along. He moved along in his career, and that is exactly how it's played out. He's had a really nice, um, he's had a really nice uh, uh, early part of our of our practice. His first eleven practices have been quite impressive. I made the comment to him one day last week in practice. Um, we need for you to come on defensively. He's very capable. He's long. He's got good feet. Uh, if we could, if we could put you on the other team's best player, and you're ready to do that, and I can move Couture, you know, to uh, the second best uh, with Padula guard and a point guard. When you've got a Couture uh, that is more aware of off the ball stuff and can cover some things up. Knowing that MJ is guarding whomever that might be, you know who they are in our league. Uh, that that, that is uh, that's incredibly beneficial to your defense, and I, I we're we're close to that. I hope that uh, that that is in fact what uh, what what we see as we move ahead. It seems like MJ he showed a lot last year. Yes, he, he seems like he has those defensive instincts. We got a we got a kind of a glimpse of that. Um, I'm very interested, like you said, to kind of see him him grow has. Has his defense, like I guess, what has stood out to you about his specific defense and the way he's played this offseason? Very simply, David, just seeing things better, uh, is seeing it before it happens, and having a, a you know a, a greater and increased uh, reaction to that uh, to that action and calling it out to a teammate, uh, different responsibilities. Um, you know, he's uh, he's he's really come on here leaps and bounds. Had a terrific summer, uh, healthy and bigger and stronger, shooting the ball very, very well. We hope that uh, continues. Yeah, I know he's worked on it uh, a, a lot. Uh, so expecting a, a, a really nice year from uh, from a kid, I, I think, the world of an MJ. How is the dynamic between Robbie Barron and Makai Long then? In the it's interesting, court? Chris. It's a great dynamic. You know, they're not young men. They're, they're, <laughs> they're dudes. They've been around. Uh, what uh, – uh, what I recognize uh, every day, every day throughout the summer, uh, Makai wasn't here a lot throughout the summer, finishing his degree requirements at Old Dominion. Those two guys were coached. Uh, Jeff Jones is exceptional. Uh, uh, Chris Collins is exceptional. Uh, very few things that we've given them. The terminology is different. Some of the things that, uh, that how we guard is a little bit different, but those guys are uh, – are, are really sharp and um, have added a great, great deal to the unit, uh, great voices in our locker room. Um, a real, I mean, I'm telling you, a real treat to, uh, to, uh, to coach and to uh, work with every day. Those guys are doing really, really well, going to play a lot of minutes for us, needless to say. Do you have a feel for how Lynn and Melijah might factor into that front yeah, court Pat, rotation? Yeah, I think Patrick Wessler needs to, is going to be a part of that conversation. Um, the growth with Lynn Kidd uh, has been, this may be the biggest growth period that he's experienced in his college career. I guess this is year three with us. He was at Clemson his first year. Um, uh, he, his his ball screen defense, his defense period has been uh, has been very very good through our first um, ten practices, eleven practices. Malijah, um, 
you know, it was nothing structural, it was nothing wrong, but we we kind of held him back a little bit in the summer. Uh, you know, he's had he's had some issues with his legs at uh, at Rice, then a little bit at uh, at our place. He's in good shape. He's he's healthy. He's ready to go. Big old body as uh, as we know. Um, those guys are, uh, are 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 doing very well. Lynn Kidd would be starting right now if we had to play this afternoon. I'm glad we don't. Uh, but Patrick Wessler has gotten stronger. His core's gotten stronger. He's changing direction. He's rebounding outside of his area. Uh, skilled, can really shoot the ball. So, you know, I think those three men, the three-headed monster, if you will, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, again, something that bodes well for, uh, for for the health of our team as we move ahead. Yeah, I didn't realize Wessler was as skilled as he is. He's I knew really he was skilled. a big body and everything like that, yep. but I didn't realize he was so skilled and what, until I saw him in that open practice period you gave us uh, – last year uh easy conversation with them to redshirt last year um i know a lot of know, kids don't want to do it uh you know i mean chris i don't know if football it's so it's so much more common in football mm-hmm. um you know we don't have that conversation when we're recruiting them um but uh there comes a time and and you know there's there's three people that have to be on board the young man their their families and me um and um, um, I don't make them. I, I've redshirted a lot of people, and I've never regretted one time, one instance, I redshirted somebody and thought I made a mistake. I, it, it was the right choice. I've had kids come to me after they graduate and say, I wish you'd have redshirted me when I was a freshman. Um, it's just that beneficial to them. Look what it did to Keve Aluma. You know, he sat out in the, the era when. We didn't have immediate eligibility, as you recall. It was just a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, and his game went to another uh, world. Um, and, um, you know, uh, there were a couple of conversations. Talked to uh, Patrick's dad, who I've known for 30 years. And, um, uh, you know, I just it's, it's that. It's, com- it's a conversation. It's nothing, uh, you know, adamant and nothing uh, – contentious about it here's why here's how i think it helps him as we move along and it certainly has so how do you know his dad 30 years you said he was a high school coach in charlotte okay he was a high school coach um and i was uh i was the chief scheduler for the eddie fogler team camp at the university of south carolina many moons ago (laughs) probably before david was born Early mid nineties, mid nineties, I think. And uh, Patrick's dad, Kurt, was the head coach at Vance High School. It's no longer Vance High School down in Monroe, North Carolina. He will always bring his team down, and uh, uh, we became very good friends through that camp. Okay. As, as far as redshirting is concerned, you mentioned that it doesn't happen often in basketball. What? is maybe the most beneficial part as far as basketball is concerned in terms of redshirting. Like what, what do you think in terms of like, I guess using Patrick as an example, what do you feel like is the biggest thing he got out of his, his redshirt year and what kind of growth can you see f- from that when he does that? Well, I see growth in all of them. I tell them if you're, when they sit out, it's going to, this thing's going to go one of two ways. You're going to get a lot better you're going to stay the same. And if you stay the same, we've all failed. Um, and so you, it takes playing time off the table. All right. So when they come down and uh, the lights come on and the castle guard and the castle's full and they don't play and they're, uh, you know, uh, 
thinking that they've disappointed you or disappointed themselves, disappointed their families. It takes that, all of that off. All right, so they're working out an hour, hour and a half, day a game. Um, uh, it, it, their only concern is their academic work, practice the next day, and getting better. All right, their individual improvement, greater work or more work with David Jackson in the weight room, um, which is a, a huge benefit. The, the getting the best shape you've ever been in in your life, and it's hard because you're not you're not playing. Uh, and the travels involved and so on. But they continue to travel with us. Um, so to give them uh, a 12-month laboratory, if you will, for lack of a better expression, where it, it just get better, just work on your game, uh, help make our team better in practice. You're going to be on the scout team. You're running the other team's stuff. And, um, again, uh uh, the, I, I've had such great success with that in my uh, in my 22 years as a head coach, and I, I don't I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to stop it. Let's talk a little bit about Rodney Rice. Let's do. Showed some flashes towards yeah. the end of last year, despite not having a preseason or very much practice throughout the course of the season. Now a fully healthy Rodney Rice, an entire off season. What does he bring to the table for you? Brings a lot. He's big. Uh, he's a big guard. Um, Rodney Rice. Uh, is uh, is a is a, a really good ball handler. He's an exceptional passer, and he can make all the passes because of his length. You know, at six three, six four, um, dribbling out of his right hand, throwing back to his left to that uh, corner when the defense has shifted over. Um, you know, he's gotten bigger and stronger. He was in the best shape of his life uh, this uh, this summer. He had a little bit of a setback, nothing major. He was a little sick. Um, but uh, Rodney Rice is doing uh, doing well. We look forward to we look forward to seeing more of him this uh, this coming year. One of the guys you brought in is Tyler Nickel. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys, like you said, could play a little three, could play a little four. Where do you see him fitting in, and is he as good of a shooter as everybody yeah, says he is? Yeah, he he is. He he can really score the ball. Um, he's got a really a nifty mid range game, David. He's big. He's got a big, good-looking young man, six, 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 seven, I think. Um, and um, when he curls and gets into the elbow area, and uh, he's got a little step back out. He's got a very unique game. Of course, he scored a gazillion points in uh, in high school, but he's got a nifty little step back in uh, you know in the mid post area, uh, and uh, is making that with regularity, and I've said before, you've read it somewhere, I'm sure. I mean, every time the kid shoots the ball, I think it's going in the basket. Um, great worker. Uh, you're talking about somebody, it's important to him. Uh, he wants to be a great player. He wants to help, you know, our team win, and I, I, I'm certain that uh, that he's going to have that opportunity. He's good. When you talk about positions people can play, a lot of coaches, including you, say you are who you can guard. Who can he guard? Is he a three or a four? Well, he's going to have to guard a three. He's going to have to. Now he's big enough and he's strong enough and savvy enough to guard uh, to guard fours. Uh, now, uh, you know what we're seeing is um, you know guards ball screening for guards, and what they're trying to manipulate is that matchup. Uh, so now you've got a, a bigger uh, person on a point guard or a, or a two. Uh, he's got to be able to guard his last week. Uh, his last week has been uh, there's been a real uptick, a real concerted effort to uh, uh, to to and it, fight is not the right expression. He he's going to fight where, where, uh, any situation he's in, 
Uh, he's making great. He's making vast improvements. Let's put it that way. He's doing well. Doing very well. John Camden's a guy you brought in. He didn't really get a freshman year at Memphis. He no. got injured. Yeah. Red shirts comes in, plays a little bit for you, kind of like MJ, thrown to the fire a little bit. How have you kind of seen him grow this offseason? Um, he, John has uh, has has added to his game, shooting the ball at a really a high clip. Um, just watched quite a bit of film from yesterday's practice, uh, and um, just a better feel, just a better understanding of what we're looking for defensively, doing a better job of keeping the ball in front of him. Uh, rebounding very well for uh, for a small forward, uh, so uh, you know he is uh, he is certainly uh, in that mix. I mean he's he's put himself in position to play uh, you know a lot for our team. Tell us about Jaden Young and Brandon Recksteiner. The two rooks, the two rooks are doing great. Uh, they're doing great. Um, uh, you know, again, I talk about you know their backgrounds and where people have come from. Uh, Jaden Young played for Freddie Johnson, a dear friend of mine at Greensboro Day, who's won over a thousand games at the high school level. Uh, so you know what you get when you when you get a player from that program. Um, he's seen a lot. He's been exposed to a lot of you know. I mean, they play in a great league uh, down there. Uh, Rex Steiner had another great uh, year last year at uh, in high school. Um, cerebral, great passer. Uh, dribbling it a little too much right now. Uh, he's getting better in that uh, area. They both can make shots. Um, you know, there's a learning curve with any freshman. We we all know it. I don't care what you're playing. I don't care if it's Pete's softball team or Coach Prize football team. Uh, there takes takes a little time to you know to get comfortable with everything. It's a matter of seeing a number of plays, and um, uh, they've got great attitudes. They're working really hard, and uh, we have. You know, we have high hopes for both. I used to watch uh, Brandon's dad, Russell, in the 1990s when I was a kid. <laughs> He's the most mild-mannered, nicest gentleman. Um, I was at uh, – I went down to see Brandon. I, we had a – maybe during exams last year, I went down and saw Brandon play. And uh, I saw him. He didn't think I saw him. He's trying to go out through the concession stand and come around behind me. A lot of people, you know, back and forth trying to get to your seat. And this guy, Scott Steiner, the <laughs> Steiner brothers, who my yes. brother, who is a huge wrestling fan, like went nuts when he uh, heard we were recruiting uh, 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 one of the Steiner brothers' sons. And he puts me in some wrestling move. I'm still trying to catch my breath. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not messing with that man, I can tell you that. But a delightful man, his mom, Krista, uh, are fine people and uh, uh, happy that uh, that he's uh, he's a hokey. A lot of your press conference last week, emphasis on defense. Yeah, coming into this offseason. Better season. be they. We were putrid last year. Um, we weren't very good, uh, and uh, that that uh, that that bothers me to no end. Um, and I don't know that uh, you know I don't have it timed out where we spent thirty nine minutes and 30 seconds on the defensive end and we spent we're spending uh, uh, a lot of time uh, but the offensive end requires a lot of time as well and I think I said last week the offensive end has always because of the ball yeah. when there's a ball and you've got five people uh, and the timing the execution and all that uh, is uh, of critical importance uh, but um, 
you know, we were in the uh, we were in 130 or something like that, which is simply not good enough uh, at uh, at uh, Virginia Tech in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, we didn't defend the arc very well. Our teams typically always guard the arc uh, well. Uh, so uh, we are looking at it. We're looking at it every day. I've watched probably watched more practice film than I've ever watched in uh, in my life. I, I I have not watched a great deal in my career. I just watch the practice. I don't have to see it again. But um, we're going back most every day, and we're showing we're we're showing them more film than uh, than we have in the past. Uh, all defense uh, are by and large, uh, you know, defensive clips from uh, from uh, yesterday's practice, and um, I think that visual, uh, you know, confirmation has been uh, has been helpful. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Sunday when we scrimmage Liberty a different color jersey and different actions and some things we haven't seen that will be uh, that will be helpful and we'll, we'll certainly make use of that film. Well, uh, speaking of uh, Liberty, <laughs> you've got two preseason scrimmages, Liberty and who is the other? Richmond. Richmond, okay. What, what do you normally like to look for? What do you get out of from those scrimmages? You know, a lot of things. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I was going to say primarily what matchups are best together. Um you know, two really good programs, two well-coached teams in Liberty and uh, and Richmond. Um, you know, you're just you're, you're you're really exploring. Now we did some of that in uh, in Europe, but there's nothing like, you know, these two coming up. Uh, we've got uh, Liberty Sunday, and we're probably two weeks off before we play Richmond down there. Um, uh, lineups. Um, you know, uh, what kind of flexibility do we have? Do we have as much flexibility as I thought we had with you know, all the things that we've already uh, discussed. Um, uh, you know, some, some, you know, some spots that you're not as good in as you maybe you thought you did going in. Are we rebounding well enough? How's our transition defense? Richmond and Liberty don't run as much as I wish we had somebody that, uh, that did, but we'll, we'll have plenty of film on it. Um, there's always going to be a, a sore spot, a, a spot that, all gone. We're not nearly as good there as I thought, and and we'll spend a great deal of time on that in the next, you know, three to four practices next week. Trying to get that uh, shored up. Um, so there's a lot to be uh, learned from uh, from those scrimmages. I, I I'm really looking forward to them. When we spoke in August, you told me that JD Byers is a workhorse and has unbelievable <laughs> energy. How has he impacted you guys on the defensive end? Melijah told me last week that. He just he's so detail oriented that he catches so much stuff on that end. Well, he's super smart, he's super smart. He'd been around really good coaches. Um, he was with Mike Jones at Radford University. He played for a uh, he played for a really good coach at uh, Lebanon Valley, and then certainly his experience with uh, Mike Rhodes, who we all have great admiration for at uh, at Rice Virginia Commonwealth, and now at uh, at Penn State. Um, JD is very smart. Um, uh, uh, he's got a real eye for, uh, for it. Um, you know, and he's, uh, one of those guys and he saw, a, uh, a, an, an area of, uh, of need and he's kind of filled that, uh, void. Now, Kevin Gilton and Christian Webster, uh, are both continuing to do, uh, you know, a really good job with us, but, um, JD's energy, JD's uh, attention to detail has been great for all of us. It's been uh, it's been a great it's been a ter- it's been a terrific addition, and uh, couldn't be 
happier that uh, that he's here. You know, Marcy's our volleyball coach, and those two lovely children. He's uh, he's a good one. You mentioned that you guys are watching more film defensively. Do you like as far as your defensive philosophy? Have have you coached it differently over the nope, years? Nope. Same kind of thing. Nope. Same kind of thing. Uh, just do it better. Uh, we're not going to be up trying to guard you at 40 feet. Uh, just not how I think uh, we're built to play. Uh, not taking anything away from. You know, there's a, there's a lot of ways. My grandmother used to a lot more ways than one skin a cat, son. Um, this is what we do. We've got to do it better. Um, we've got good defensive players. Um, more of an emphasis, yes. Uh, uh, greater attention to detail. You know, we were detailed last year. Uh, I couldn't get it to where, uh, you know, it needed to be. And I knew, you know, going through the year, I, we're, we've got to be better here. Um, we'll, be, uh, we'll be much improved on that end of the floor. You've mentioned – kind of like a money ball reference in, in a way as far as replacing Justin Mutz defensively. I know you said you never want to play a game without Justin because that's how crucial he was for you guys. We talked a little bit about it earlier, but Robbie and Makai, their connection defensively. Yeah. Have, have you, getting them on the floor together, getting Lynn out there, have you kind of liked what you've seen so far defensively in practice uh Makai and uh, and Robbie both move very well David uh their uh their quickness to the ball uh from going from a a help spot uh to on the ball back to a help spot they move fluidly again now they're fifth year guys they've seen a bunch of plays uh, you know uh, the Sun Belt's a good league the Big Ten it was good as a league is there uh, is is out there um both those guys are uh, are are doing really really well, um, you know. Do they have uh, all the same attributes as uh, as Mutz? No, they don't. Uh, but um, you know, uh, both are 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 doing great uh, things for our team. I'm really happy with both of them. How's recruiting going? Good, good. I can't mention names. I think yeah. we've got uh, <laughs> two. We've got a, a couple on the line that um, you know we're fighting. Uh, we are we are scrapping and clawing um and uh two that are going down to the wire and you know we're not uh, competing against emory and henry and roanoke college we're competing <laughs> against pretty good people and uh, emory and henry and roanoke college are great uh, great programs uh, i think you know what i'm what i'm referencing <laughs> yes um uh so i uh, feel really good about our staff has done a uh you know uh, excellent job in getting us in the right doors and our official visits have been uh, great. Hard to have a bad official visit here with everything going on. Typically, try to try to tie those to a football weekend, and you uh, we all know, you know how uh, exciting that uh, that is. So, to answer your question, very very good. As far as bringing recruits to a football game, what is the feedback you usually get from them? Because obviously, Enter Sandman's a little bit different yeah. in, in Lane than it is in Castle, but. The atmosphere, the just the event, so many people in town for this game. I feel like it's such a great atmosphere that it only has to be, a, it only can be a positive. Um, just don't get in the way. All right, <laughs> let it happen. Uh, and this place sells itself. Uh, the uh, energy, the excitement, 
the kindness of Hokie fans everywhere we go. Um, I, I, I kid you not, we've probably had five or six kids on campus for official visits, and every one of them, you know, and, and I, I mean, they're sincere. Uh, they are genuine in their comments about, uh, you know, their affection and how they felt about Virginia Tech leaving campus compared to the expectations and what they expected when they got when they came onto campus. Um, it's a, a, again, I mean, we, we know it's an easy place to, to love, uh, you know, the uh, school spirit and everything that goes along with it. And to take a young man into Lane Stadium and that, uh, that place is on fire. Um, that student section up there is wrapped around, probably leaking over into some season <laughs> ticket areas. Um, you know, it's pretty, uh, is a lot of fun. As far as recruiting, the, the transfer portal now has been a thing for, for a couple years. How much more challenging has it made it? Obviously, you still got to recruit high school kids, and I know that's the main focus. But has it, is it ever challenging to balance recruiting high school kids in the transfer portal, or because it's a little bit different windows? Oh man, it's David. It's it's like uh, it's like two seasons. It's like, um, um, and they're so different, uh, uh, so different. I don't. Um, I, there, there's no way around it. They did shorten the the, the portal window. Uh, to 45 days, I should have gone to 30. They didn't ask my opinion, or maybe they did, but they didn't <laughs> listen. Um, but they're trying to take care of the, the kid, uh, and I understand that. Um, there's, um, it's faster. Uh, it's, um, um, it, it's, it's, it. Uh, there's uh, some things that we're still adjusting to. Now we've got two cycles of it. I guess we've had two cycles of it. Um, you know, I continue to say we've gotten more from the portal than we've put into the portal, um, and I hope that that uh, stays consistent as we go along. When I think of the the people we've brought here, you know, Mutz, Aluma, those weren't grads; those were true transfers. As is Tyler Nickel. Um, you know, we've had some kids really, uh, really, really help us and fill a, a, a significant void. As Makai and Robbie uh, will this coming year. You guys have an open practice on Saturday. In, we are in the castle. We, we advertise are. it. That came down from the uh, from the top. Uh. When the boss asks you to do something, by gosh, you do it. Uh, it'll be great. You know, uh, big football game. Uh, can't wait to see the Hokies take on the uh, Demon Deacons. We need uh, we need that win. We're going at 11, 11 to one, 11 to one thirty. May go a little little less than uh, two two fifteen on Saturday because of Sunday scrimmage, but. Um, you know, to see uh, Hokie fans come in at their leisure and uh, and watch a little practice will be uh, will be good for us. We look forward to it. Twenty five days until the the season opener. Thanks, David. Thanks. My stomach <laughs> just hit my toes here. What? How important are these next few weeks? I know you guys obviously take some time to go down to Charlotte for ACC Media yep. Day, and yep. you talk to more folks like us who ask you a lot of questions. Yep. But but what? What do you try to to learn about your team over these next couple of weeks before you kind of hit the ground running? Well, I mean, I, it, it's it's a it's a huge deal. I mean, you're implementing a lot of things. We've probably been slower. I know we've been slower offensively um, with the implementation of uh, stuff. Uh, just um, 
you know, that uh, consistent effort. Our teams always have played with consistent effort. But um, uh, just, you know, every day, win every day. Let's get better tomorrow. Tomorrow's our, the most important day we've got. It's the next practice. And uh, I said earlier that this has been a very good practice team. It has been. Uh, great, great effort. Now there's a lot of competition too. Uh, and uh, that uh, that is healthy. Um, you know, so, you know, take care of every day. Uh, head into Coppin State where, you know, we've got some question marks. And we've still got some things to, uh, to get ironed out. But uh, once you get there, you know, uh, you're, you're on. And then it's preparation and you come back and dust yourself off and you got South Carolina on Friday and, you know, you, uh, you, you get on that hamster wheel and it'll spit you out hopefully in, uh, in late March, early April. You, you Not, t- sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you talk about in, installing stuff. I'm just curious, when, when you watch other basketball games, like when you watch, I don't know how often you turn on the NBA, but when you watch other college basketball games, you just have it on your television. If, do you ever see something you like on there and you're like, oh, yeah. oh man, I want to, yeah. I'm, I'm running this, I we're yeah. implementing this in practice? Yep. yep, but it's not way out here. Yeah. It's not, it's not off the beaten path. Yeah. It is something that is a wrinkle to, to what we're already doing, something that, you know, goes hand in hand, hopefully, with what now might see an out-of-bounds play, might see a special situation that uh, is different. And uh, I like that. Uh, we're playing Dayton last year, and uh, we're preparing for that game. And uh, Coach Grant ran something that's like, holy cow. <laughs> I mean, it, it had a lot to it. Uh, it was a, a bit more detailed than than uh, some of the things that uh, that we've done, but I really liked it. We installed it. I'll give you credit now, David. I mean, I, 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 we called it Flyer, all right? We called it Flyer for obvious reasons. Uh, we scored a lot of points off of it. Uh, but I don't watch I don't I don't watch any NBA none yeah. until the end of our season. Once yeah. the college season's over, I watch it. That, I, that's one of my favorite two weeks of the year is when you've got four games. I think it's four games in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference are playing two games a night, and I, that's that's awesome. Um, I've gotten to know a lot of those guys and spend quite a bit of time with uh, with some of them, and um, you know, best players in the world. It's it's terrific. But I do, I do watch a lot of college basketball, and sometimes as a fan, sometimes something like that—that that, uh, that, the technology, the way it is now—you can back it up right there as you're watching, <laughs> watching a game. There was a time, you know, earlier, 15, 20 years ago, I, I recorded games. Yeah, you know, I would record games as they played. I'm watching them just in the event that I saw something and I, I had the VHS tape. Remember the VHS <laughs> oh, tape? Yeah, I, I had the VHS <laughs> tape to take in the, uh, to the office the next, uh, the next day uh, to, uh, to go back and look at it. But, yeah, uh, I enjoy doing that a lot. This is going to be a really good league, yeah. the ACC. I know it, it's always good. What, what are your expectations for just what, what this league is going to Get present this, this year? Get this team to the, the best we can become. And, uh, and as always, it better be here. Uh, you know, at, uh, at Virginia Tech, uh, get back to the NCAA tournament, and um, we've got to uh, we've got to find a way to advance in that thing. Um, stubbed our toe last year. We did play in the postseason. Uh, I'm encouraged by this team. I'm looking forward to getting uh, getting it cranked up, and you know, see what lies, see what lies ahead for us. So, non basketball question: When you guys were in Italy, when you were in Switzerland, what, what was your favorite thing about that trip? 
Oh gosh, Chris, um, Lugano is a, a just a lovely city and great people. Uh, we went over to Lake Como. Uh, some of the kids went out on a boat. Uh, it's a beautiful area. Winter Thirth. Uh, we went to Zurich. We flew out of Zurich our last day, the night before. We drew, we took the train, about a four-hour train ride up from the Milan area to Zurich. And um, uh, a person that was studying at the Steger Center um, was with us, and he suggested we go to Winterthurth. I think it's the pronunciation. Yeah, w- Winterthurth, uh, just outside of Zurich uh, in Switzerland. Just a gorgeous, um, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it's a neutral country, you know, so it wasn't affected by the, the war uh, and these gorgeous buildings and beautiful churches. It was, uh, it was, it was great. Our team had a great time. We got home safely. Uh, everybody's healthy. And, uh, it was a, a, a really rewarding trip for all of us. You find any moose head over there? No, but I found, I found a couple other cold <laughs> drinks that I enjoyed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> when, uh, what's it going to be like for you on Monday, November 6th, you guys are back in Castle Coliseum. You got the Castle Guard sold out place, double header with the women's yeah. team off a of final four appearance. Just to be, what's it going to be like for you guys to be back in Castle Coliseum full David, force? Uh, again, 38 years, 22 as a head coach. There's nothing, there's nothing for me professionally that, um, that uh, makes me feel better uh, as, as cool an experience as I've had. And I've had a lot of cool experiences than to uh, walk on that floor out of the tunnel onto the castle floor. Uh, you know, an opportunity for uh, our fan base to celebrate uh, the incredible accomplishments of our women's team. I think they play at five and we play at eight. Yeah, uh, That'll be a great night for Hokie basketball. It'll be a great night for this community. The Castle Guard, who means a great deal to both programs, uh, be here before we know it. Look forward to it. Awesome. You got anything I'm else? I'm good. I think that's awesome. everything. Well, Mike, appreciate it. We ran about 50 minutes, so less than an hour. Thank you for thank you for coming on as always. Felt like I was being interviewed by Scott Pelly in 60 minutes. It was Brutal, you guys huh? are awesome. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Thanks Thank you a lot for, for what th- you do for Virginia Tech and our, our athletic teams. Yeah, thanks for coming on. 25 days until basketball season. I I know Mike shakes every time I say that. But, uh, but Mike, thank you for coming on. For Chris Coleman, for David Cunningham, for Virginia Tech head coach, men, Virginia Tech men's basketball head coach, Mike Young. I'm David Cunningham. The Hokies, November 6th, Coppin State, 8 p.m. It'll be a heck of a time. Should be a packed house for both men's and women's. So I'm very excited. We'll have plenty of more basketball coverage. Mike and a couple guys will be down in Charlotte in a couple weeks for the ACC tip-off. I will be down there. We'll have plenty of coverage. So stay tuned for more Virginia Tech basketball coverage. For anybody who watched and listened, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back next Monday to recap uh, the Virginia Tech football game versus Wake Forest. Until then, have a great rest of your weekend and go Hokies.